Welcome back to the Suresh podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Baba Buddha Ji recited the great praise of the first three gurus. How Guru Hargobind went into a meditation after that for about three hours. How all the six were delighted by this praise and the stories. Chapter 15 now begins describing how Baba Buddha Ji stayed with Guru Hargobind for some time there in the newly constructed Hargobindpur. But Baba Buddha Ji's body was quite old and he didn't have much strength left. He desired to go back to his own spot. The time to leave his body was approaching. He had lived from the first Guru, Guru Nanak Dev Ji, until Guru Hargobind's time. He had seen the stories, the wondrous feats, the play of the sixth Guru. Staying close with them, he was a possessor of great wisdom. From his hands, all the Gurus received their tikka, their coronation ceremony. There was no other in the house of the Guru equivalent to Baba Buddha Ji. Whatever they would say would come true. One day he was sitting with the Guru and had a request. He said, O Guru Hargobind, you do know everything without needing to hear it. But still, I say to you that I desire to go back to my village. My life is now near complete. O ocean of compassion, please grant me this one blessing so my desire will be fulfilled. Guru Hargobind then said, I have nothing in the world that I wouldn't give you. My body, my mind, my wealth, whatever I have, it is from your grace that I view all of that. Understand me as your servant. Whatever you desire, please give me that command. Baba Buddha Ji heard this and praised the Guru saying, Oh, this practice, this tradition is fitting, Guru Hargobind. This isn't new at all. This is the most ancient tradition that the Vedas and the Puranas and all the saints, they speak about. That you give your servants such high praise. That you establish them greater than yourself. In being so grateful upon them, everybody understands this. In the Dwapar age, in the previous age, as Krishna, you went against your own vow to make Pishyam's speech true. In this manner, how can we speak of all the times you've done this? If we were to count the times you as Guru uplifted your servants, we would not find an end. Please, Guru Hargobind, reside within my mind. Stay there, ever still and firm like the Sumer mountain. When you receive a message from me, please listen to that quickly, O nourisher of the meek. Wherever you are, please at that time come quickly and grant me your darshan, divine sight. This is my request, my prayer. Please listen to it. So this reference is as a side note to the Sumer mountain. It's a mythological mountain in the Himalayas. It's thought to be the highest mountain where Shiva resides. Is used as a trope for something that is forever standing, still, and sturdy. Guru Hargobind replied, saying, It shall be. And at that point, both of them bowed down to each other's lotus like feet. Meanwhile, the other three six, Jod, Jitta, Jiva, they all bowed down to Guru Hargobind. And the four of them received the happiness, the permission from the Guru, and they left remembering the peace giver, the exalted Guru Nanak Devji. Why, Gurdas, on the other hand, he looked at Guru Hargobind's face and understood that the Guru wanted him to stay there for some time. So he stayed there in Hargobindpur with the treasure trove of happiness, Guru Hargobind. They then said farewell to Baba Buddha Ji. Guru Hargobind went with many other Sikhs to send them off, so they walked with them down that path for some distance. Before then getting permission from the Guru, Baba Buddha Ji bowed down while Guru Hargobind bowed down to him. And at that point, they left and went back to the village named Ramdas. He reached there and they were all singing the praise of the Guru. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobind was in Hargobindpur. Congregations locally and from foreign lands were coming to see the Guru, bringing with them countless offerings. They received what they desired in their mind and then they set back off home. Wherever they went, they chanted the great praise of the Guru. 
One would come and then one would go back home. They would view the Guru's radiant face like the moon in the autumn months where the moon was most beautiful. One day Guru Hargobind was mounted up to go hunt, taking with him many different types of hawks and many warriors went as well. In the Guru's hunting party there were also many cheetahs used to hunt deer. They had hunting dogs as well. They roamed around in the forest with their warriors on horseback and they killed many animals while shooting their guns. They killed many deer, birds and wild boar. Searching and roaming the forest they found them and killed them. Then they went to higher ground near that area where there is a Gurdwara now called Damdama Sahib. This is not to be confused with many other Gurdwaras named Damdama Sahib. It just means where the Guru caught his breath, Dam meaning breath, where the Guru rested essentially. So at that same time, there was con congregations coming from Kanshi or Banaras. They were coming with a great desire to receive the Guru's Darshan. There was one Sikh amongst that group who was extremely smart. He had such a keen desire to see the Guru. So he quickly sped up from that group. He got ahead of them. He crossed the Bias River. He found out where the Guru was and he went there directly. This guy wouldn't consume any meat or alcohol. He had the mentality of many others who thought that this thinking was the highest mat understanding which would take them to heaven. He quickly went to the Guru and placed down his offerings, bowing down to the lotus-like feet of the Guru. At that point, Guru Hargobind had a large hawk on his arm and in the other, he had a quail, a smaller bird. And he was feeding that quail to the hawk. Both of the hands of the Guru were dripping blood. The Sikh seeing this, he had a doubt arise in his mind. He was thinking, this is the seat of the exalted Guru Nanak. And he here who is seated on that is doing such a compassionless act. He whose name is a nourisher of the meek. I left Banadas coming here so far. And now I'm seeing this happen here. So this is what that Sikh was thinking, trying to figure out what was going on. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobind knew all of this and said, what are you thinking about over and over again, thinking that this is wrong? You are not able to understand the mystery, the secret from beyond, from the divine. The Sikh heard this, he was in shock. He was humbled and then he said a request. He said, oh, treasure trove of grace, you know all. Nothing is hidden in the hearts of all from you. What can I say? I don't have any power. I just saw your exterior actions and had a doubt. At that point, Guru Hargobind then told the story of this quail, telling the Sikh of its past life, that this quail used to be a boatman near this river, that that was his work here, taking people across. And this hawk was the body of a Sikh, close to the fourth Guru, Guru Ram Dasji. And when at some point the Sikh was sent for some task, he went down this path and came close up to that boatman. And he asked that boatman to take him across, that he has some work to do for the Guru. He got up on the boat, the boat went off, was about in the middle of the river at the point when the boatman asked everybody for payment. And that Sikh, he only had $5, and he gave all of that to the boatman. But the boatman was pissed, saying that the Turks have put on tax on non-Muslims, jizya, and for that reason, you have to pay four times the amount if you want to get across. The Sikh heard this and then requested many times over and over again that he doesn't have the money, please let him stay on the boat, let him get across, that he's performing the task of the Guru to get across. That take these five dollars, don't fight with me over this. He said this many times over and over again, but that idiot didn't accept it. He just grabbed the stick and he threw him over into the water. With all his might, he threw that stick into the water without any compassion at all. He threw him into the river and that sick 
was so angry as he was drowning, thinking that he would cut up that guy's body and just eat it. He didn't have any respect for the Guru and was not forgiving. And that's how he wanted this guy's life to end. The Sikh then took the form of a hawk in this life. That hawk randomly came to me, into my possession. That boatman died and took the form of this quail. And now this hawk will get its revenge for the story of its past life. Now both of these after won't take birth again. Guru Hargobind said this, and then both of the animals at that point just left their body. They died there, and a light sparked from the sky. Two chariots, two vehicles were coming from the heavens to bring these two animals into the heavens. The Sikh at that point, he asked, what was that light, what was that flash in the sky there when the two animals died? Guru Hargobind said they went to the heavens. The spark of light was the air vehicles taking them into the heavens. The Sikh heard this. He bowed down to the Guru while clasping his hands. The Sikh then went after seeing this astonishing story. He went back to his group, that congregation. He told that congregation this entire story. They were all delighted. They all adorned great faith in the Guru and came to receive the Guru's darshan. At that same time, Guru Hargobind went back to his own spot, leaving Damdama Sahib there. He sat and held a massive court session, Divan. The Rababis were singing Shabbats. The Sikhs, who had love for the Guru's lotus-like feet, listened. The congregation was bringing with them offerings for the Guru, placing them down, then bowing down. Looking at the Guru, they were in so much joy. Guru Hargobind was looking gracefully upon them all, granting them whatever they desired, asking them all how they were. They all sat down in great bliss. They were all chatting about where they were from, stories from that region. They sat there until evening time when Sodar was recited. When it was completed, Guru Hargobind went into his residence. The congregations went and set up their tents. They stayed there for some days receiving the Guru's darshan, listening to the words of the Guru. They were all filled with happiness. When they left, they went to Amritsar to bathe and other theaters, other pilgrimage sites, Gurdwaras nearby for Ishnan, for bathing like Tarantaran Sahib. They were completely satisfied and then went back to their homes. This is how Guru Hargavan would engage in wondrous feats and deeds. With thousands of Sikhs living with him there in Hargobindapur, they would all obtain material and spiritual liberation from the Guru. Day by day, Sikhi was spreading across these regions. And that's how chapter 50 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear of two Sikhs by Gardia and Mia Dola. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> Gauga Jarke, Kasana Aringa, Tarla Lamariga, Shan Paringa, Taringa, Gatikari Karagiawe, Guru Arkin, Zaga Manpa, and Alojave.